All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. My name is CJ Palmasano. I am your host here and filling in for my good buddy and co-host, Vinny Carini, my old friend, Michael Novakovic. How's it going, Mike? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good. You ever been on a podcast before? Uh, no, first time here. First yeah, time. You, you and I uh, caught up a little while back and you said that, yeah, you're doing on the podcast or such and such, catching up and all that shit. And I think your mom just like, just get him out of the house once in a while. He talks about this shit with me all the time. Like, let him talk about it on your podcast so I can have a fucking break. That is true. Uh, it's usually my 40-minute rants that if you ignore me, that's kind of what happens. And I'll be like, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to pick Spider-Man for today. And I'll just go into, like, 50 things. I don't know if we have 40 minutes for yeah. your rants. You but, know what I mean. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for filling in for Vin. He is uh, actually on his still, probably still is, on his way back from Portugal right now. And, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna happen a lot. <laughs> not a lot, but hey, I had a long day. I have a beer. Literally, have a beer in my hand. I know burping may not be the most casual or the most proper, but we're an off the walls podcast here. If you've listened to us before, yeah. And if I've turned you off, well, try and stick around because we have a lot of cool shit to talk about. So, uh, She Hulk is coming out tomorrow. We're gonna be speculating on what things could happen there. We've kind of talked about this here and there with with Vinny and with Andreas last week. Uh, you know, some special cameos we could see. Um, kind of talk about how she's a fourth wall breaker. Uh, we could talk about, like, kind of who the villain is. We, we dove upon that a little bit. Uh, speculate on some stuff like uh, like Black Panther. Could we see some uh, a particular character show up? Uh, does the MCU have a problem? It kind of does, and we'll get into that. And kind of just go into some Secret Wars speculation. But uh, before we get into all that stuff, uh, Michael, you're... Um... Now, I like to... In the podcast between me and Vinny, Vinny will say I'm the expert. I mean, I won't claim I'm a 100% expert. I would say I am very knowledgeable when it comes to Marvel, when it comes to comic books, uh, to this realm, fandom, Star Wars. I know enough. You know so much that honestly you could take my job right now and take over this podcast. That's how much you know. That, that is true. Uh, to let everybody know, I've been reading comics since I was a kid. So if Marvel has talked about it at one point or they've brought it up, I probably talked about it with you guys at so, any point in time. So um, you, you're a big comic book reader. What is um, – and we've seen a lot of – and what Marvel likes to do is, like you know, they'll base stuff off of the comics, not necessarily, like, go, like, page for page of things that happen. And it's worked out pretty well in their favor because they're working their own original stories what would you say is a comic book that you enjoyed that Marvel did very well? You know, whether it be like a Civil War or an Infinity War or, you know, like uh, like a Spider-Man No Way Home. Even though that comic in particular was not well received, they did kind of base No Way Home around, uh, was it One More Day? It's One Last Day. One, yes, One or Last one Day. Or One More Day. Okay. And as somebody who's read Spider-Man his whole life and any Spider-Man fan out there, uh, you'll agree with me that it's not the best Spider-Man arc ever written i know it's not there were plot points that even i many years later decided to reread it and i don't still don't like it after all these years True. the movie did it better though i will say that this is one of those instances that the movie did it a lot better yeah there yeah. are some instances where like you know some fans will like things that marvel the mcu did better like in particular and i think i don't know if this is a controversial or uncontroversial opinion i prefer the iron spider mcu suit over the comic suit yeah. I just think it looks cooler. Yeah, it does look cooler. But anyway, getting back to my original question, what's something of a comic story that you liked that you think Marvel did really well with? Uh, okay, I need to think about that one. Kind of putting you on the spot here, and I, I do that a lot. There, there is many. <laughs> um, it, well, what's your favorite comic book you ever read? Okay, no, it is a trade paperback from many, many years ago. I mm. think early 2000s, I want to say 2001. Uh, one of the very first punisher books that i ever read and i think it is called welcome back frank and mm -hmm. it has the russian in there it has the the whole crime family in there and it is just the greatest thing ever like as somebody who that's when i first started reading and that to me is one of either the best story arcs i've ever read or like the greatest and because maybe i'm a little biased there because it's the first graphic novel i ever read you know, so there's a little bit in there. It's, it's a little biased. Never forget your first. Yeah, it's a little biased. I'll be honest, it's a little, kind of bit. But um, the uh, the one, the other one is, and I think it is, and I have to remember this correctly. It is, 
it is I, I would have to say Secret Wars from 2015. The whole Game of Thronesy Marvel thing. That that is pretty well written and I think it was it wasn't Jason Aaron who wrote it. It was somebody else, but See, this is the thing. Michael yeah. knows these <laughs> names of the authors and I the most I know is like Stan Lee and like yeah. Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko. Uh, but that's about it. The, yeah. the really really big ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh Greg Pak for World War Hulk was great. Um I do like that one too. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, where they send, yeah, they send Hulk. We've they, talked about a lot on the pod here. They that's send, a good one. The Illuminati sends Hulk into and this. Is kind of going to segue into my She-Hulk thing because I'll kind of reference her a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, sure. Let's go into that. Um, so the Illuminati decides to basically send Hulk into space, and if you read the whole issue, you'll understand that they take aspects of that in Ragnarok and they kind of sprinkle it in, but it's not the same. It's if I remember correctly, very, like Hulk, w- they were they were trying to see if Hulk was like he's like too dangerous almost, right? Yep. yep. And then and like, they, they tricked all, him. Yep, they trick him by getting him on the rocket, and then the rocket ends up on Sakaar, I believe. And then I was researching before here on Sea Hulk because She Hulk is not one of my favorite characters, so I kind of went ahead a little research before I came on here tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a beautiful panel, and I love it because it is her just going to town on Tony. In his Iron Man armor, after she finds out they launched her cousin into space, uh, and he loses his armor. She did de- demolish. She destroys it. his armor. Oh, he has no chance. Oh wow! And she's wearing like the shield uniform at the point because I think that's the arc where they had her join Shield for a little bit post Civil War, I believe. So going into She Hulk real quickly, you know that first scene Marvel announced was you know, they show Jennifer Walters and Bruce Banner in the car together, and she's going off the theory of which a lot of Marvel fans have talked about over the years, but we never thought they'd acknowledge it, is Steve Rogers is probably a virgin. Probably a virgin up until the point where he goes back in time and is with Peggy. So, um, that could be very well true and is very hilarious. Um, but we see this ship that looks a lot like the Grandmaster ship on Sakaar. Yeah. So, a lot of people are speculating that this could lead to the start of the World War Hulk storyline that's been rumored for quite a while now that Marvel could do. Um, before getting into She-Hulk real quickly, I think, excuse me, I think that is something, I think the Hulk needs a serious reset. Um, I think the whole Professor Hulk thing was fine for Endgame, but I don't think that's something that should be going on moving forward. I think we really need something to yeah. revitalize the Hulk, because the best version of the Hulk for me is the first Avengers movie and then Thor Ragnarok. Oh, so it's It's sad how the best Hulk movie is not even... His movie. It's not even a Hulk movie. It's not even a Hulk movie. It's a it's, Thor it's movie. It's Avengers and Thor. Uh, it's Avengers and Thor. Um, yeah, is it, like I said, like as somebody who reads Hulk now, and I think that we do need a hard reset on on Hulk. Um, I have never been a fan, and I and this is really controversial. And I feel like it kind of might be. I'm not a fan of Professor Hulk. I never have been. Other than the MCU, I, I, or yeah, just it, like in general, in MCU, because I don't think Professor Hulk is mentioned anywhere. In the recent continuity of Marvel Comics, ever since they rebooted, and they reboot a lot, and if you read, you'll understand it, and you'll know when the issue jumps back to issue number one, when you're reading like 59 and it goes to one, that's how you know they reboot. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that we do kind of need to make him a Hulk again. Yeah, and I- It's more Banner now, and I don't think that Banner- You can have Hulk and Banner, that's fine, but equal them out, but if anybody wants to go see a Hulk movie, what are you going to go see? You're going to see Hulk smash for- 40 minutes. That's the only reason why you we know. want to see a Hulk movie. It's, yeah, it's kind of like Hulk smash. It's kind of like going to see a Godzilla or King Kong movie. You're not necessarily going there for a story. You're going there to see the Hulk fuck some shit up. Yeah, pretty much. That's really <laughs> what you want to see. And I think that, you know, and from what I understand with the World War Hulk story, continuing on, you know, he does go to Sakaar. He, the Hulk has a wife and then a, and they, she gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. The wife dies in an explosion from the ship that he was trapped on. And then Hulk just wants revenge. And he like... Yep holds up MSG and he makes heroes fight each other. And do, does he make them fight each other to death? Uh no, what he he just has them beat the ever-loving crap out of each other. And then it's kind of cool cuz he kind of does it to everybody, but the thing before that is he kind of everybody who was involved in the Illuminati mm-hmm. from Charles Xavier to I think it was Steve I don't know if Steve Rogers was appointed that they wipe his memory at one point, but I don't think it was at that point. See, I don't even know that. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't even know this shit. <laughs> yeah, there's so much that ties into World War Hulk that is just fantastic. But you have uh shortly before that he kinda goes to the X Mansion and just mops the floor with all the X Men from like Wolverine to Colossus and he breaks his arm too. He literally makes Colossus. Breaks ar- Colossus's arm? Yep, that's how mad he is. 
That's crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, if you've read World War Hulk, you know that World War Hulk only gets stronger. Yeah, the angrier he gets. You cannot beat him. And it's like, I forget how they end up doing it, but it's just, it's great. Because even with the, like you said, the Coliseum thing, he just makes all the Illuminati fight each other. I think Black Bolt's in there at one point. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, if anything about Black Bolt, he can't yell. Yes. Um, You know, he kind of I am one of those few people who actually knew who Black Bolt was before Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I had so many questions from people that I watched a movie with going, who's this guy? I'm like, uh, you can either watch the awful, awful Inhuman show. <laughs> Which I'm uh, so, I didn't know that was the actor in the it show. It is the same actor. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't know. They, they recast him for Multiverse of Madness, which I thought was great. Um, but it's just like you have all this, you know, stuff that they can draw from, and I'm just kind of excited they go forward with that whole thing because She-Hulk kind of like sets the groundwork for that mm-hmm. in a sense. And if they can go forward from there, I would be super thrilled to see like, you know, World War Hulk and everything like that. I think that's definitely stuff that could set up considering, you know, like we said, the ship was similar to the Grandmaster ship that Thor, Bruce Banner and uh, Valkyrie stole in Ragnarok to get back to, uh, to Asgard. Yep. So that could lead to some kind of played off of, World War Hulk storyline. Um, maybe something happens. I could see at some point maybe Betty Brant can come back into the MCU. Maybe they could get Liv Tyler to come back because they did get uh, what's his name to come back as Klosky as as um, uh, Abomination. Yep. So and they did bring back William Hurt into the MCU as a Secretary of State in in Civil War. So because it was kind of this thing where it's like the first. Uh, Edward Norton Hulk film was like kind of like an MCU limbo. Was it canon? Was it not? Because when Mark Ruffalo came in, it very much felt like the Hulk got a reset. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, they bring in these this other these other characters back from that movie, and you have to remember, realize, well, then this is probably this is still canon. Obviously, I mean, obviously, because Tony Stark was an after credit scene in that movie. But I think that She Hulk has the has the possibility to set up a lot of stuff moving forward. Then and I think some people might be sleeping on it. Like for one, Daredevil is going to be in it. We already know that uh, Charlie Cox is returning as Daredevil slash Matthew Murdoch, which I'm actually re- I'm really digging his suit. I am I I'm a big Daredevil fan, and I love the classic Daredevil suit with the gold and red. So I really dig that. And plus, the the like the Netflix suit, which is like more of like the more iconic Daredevil suit they kind of based off of. I guess for the MCU, make him a tad bit more colorful. That don't matter to me. A costume's a fucking costume, as long as the actor's good. So, this could set up more stuff for Daredevil Born Again, obviously. But then, I'm thinking that She-Hulk could kind of dive into and possibly lay the groundwork for stuff like Captain America, New World Order, and the Thunderbolts. Meaning, like... Jennifer Walters could learn about these characters, like because she's already def- defending, mm. she's defending uh, Klosky. Uh, uh, I keep f- abomination. There you go. Abomination. abomination. <laughs> I had a long day. Uh, abomination and abomination. If I remember correctly, does isn't he a member of the Thunderbolts, or at least people online are saying he should be a member of the Thunderbolts in the MCU? Okay, uh, I I actually know the answer to this. Yes and no. It depends on who's writing Thunderbolts at the time. Mm-hmm. But for the last two years, I believe he... I, I personally don't read Thunderbolts. I Currently, he's not in it? Um, I believe he might be, or he might be taken out shortly. like Kind of like hiatus, because they kind of do that. Okay. Um, The best way I can describe Thunderbolts is think Suicide Squad, that they kind of switch members out. Literally, my buddy Joe was on this yeah. a while ago, and that's kind of like... I'm like, yeah, it's, it, I said the same thing. Like It's it's kind of like the Marvel Suicide Squad. Yeah, they just chuck everybody who's not wanted. Because like I, like, I think Punisher was on there at one point. Uh, Ghost Rider was on there, and then... Uh, There's a lot of characters. They, they brought a lot of people on there I mean, to kind of do John that. John Walker, US agent, is a Thunderbolt. Um, Red, oh. Red Hulk, which is Thunderbolt Ross. But yep. I think they'll probably name the Thunderbolts after him as like a because William Hurt, the actor, did pass away earlier this year, I believe. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but so, I do think he did pass away. So I think they would like name it as like um like a whole like tribute to him. But could this possibly? Because I think like you know she may start. We may get more cameos in this show than we think. Because Yelena Belova is already working with Val, as we saw in Black Widow, yep. and then she went after Hawkeye in Hawkeye. Could she still be a member of the Thunderbolts? Possibly, possibly not. I don't know because Hawkeye made her kind of see the light. Like I didn't fucking kill your sister, is what he was telling her. Um, 
you know, only took me five episodes to figure that one out. <laughs> I mean, because we are getting the groundwork for like more teams to be brought in the MCU, you know, because the Young Avengers are being set up, the Thunderbolts are being set up. I mean, the way I kind of see the things going in the Thunderbolts, like I see John Walker, U.S. agent. I see, I see Elena Belova being one of those characters. Another one that could be a dark horse pick is Ghost. I think Ghost could be a. Uh, <clears throat> for those who don't remember, she was in Ant Man the Wasp. Mm-hmm. She was the girl who had like the phasing powers, in um, with the quantum explosion when she was a kid. So I think because remember they uh, Ant Man and 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 Hank Pym and all them were trying to help her to help with her. Uh, her issues with her powers and then hope Janet and, and uh, Hank all got blipped for five years. Scott was trapped in the quantum realm for five years. So she could probably be thinking, where the fuck are they? And then Val can swoop in and be like, your new friends, we're going to help you, but where are they now? And maybe she was able to find a way to help her out. Maybe she was able to wait, and maybe Ghost is already working with the Thunderbolts. So that's three members right there. I, I could see, uh, abomination coming in and filling that void of where like a red hulk would be so you got four right there um i could see when they bring in punisher i could see him being a part of the of the thunderbolts but other characters i think um might be too much he might be too big for the for the role but deadpool is another one i see being thrown around I don't know if he's actually ever been a part of the Thunderbolts. Probably not. But I've seen that in concept art. Yes, he has been a part of the Thunderbolts. He okay. has at one point or another been on the Thunderbolts. Typically, every couple of years, they'll bring him on. Is It's kind of like, well, he's, again, mer- yeah, mouth, mercenary. Pretty much. But what they'll do <laughs> is if he, and I know this because I think they did this a couple of years back, where he will have his own solo run mm-hmm. back in 2015. And that ends because if you've read Secret Wars, you know that the entire universe goes and explodes. Uh, to yeah. do the incursions and all that stuff. Um, and then kind of when they brought everybody back, they didn't know what to do. And I guess the writers at Marvel probably maybe had a plan for this, but I feel like they don't. They kind of had to throw everybody on a team if you didn't have a solo book. And at that point, Deadpool did not get his solo book until I think last year or the year before. So he was kind of thrown onto teams at one point. So I do believe he was thrown onto the Thunderbolts at one point. So he was kind of jumping from like Thunderbolts. Was he like with the X-Men or something? Or he, They kind of like chuck him around when needed. Like he's kind of like the one person that they can just throw into a comic book and it makes complete sense. He's kind of like an interchangeable guy though. Like yeah. you could easily see him as like a member of the Thunderbolts or like yeah. if he somehow ended up in the Guardians of the Galaxy, it would just kind of make sense because Deadpool is just that kind of character. Yep, he's hanging um, out in space. But another character, character. I mean, I think I think probably the linchpin and most important character in the Thunderbolts being would be Zemo. Yeah, I was curious how they were going to do that because, uh, and I'll be honest, I did not finish Falcon of the Winter Soldier. That is one of the what? Marvels. Yeah, I did not finish that show. I mean, uh, do you know what happens? Uh, yeah, I, I, the internet has spoiled that for me in a I mean, long run. I mean, I mean, if my two Sam Wilson, Captain America Funko Pops up there didn't spoil yeah. you, I yeah, mean... Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, 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 cause I'll put it this way. I already knew that they were going to give Sam the costume at the end because I remember reading the very first issue where they made him have his own solo series and he mm-hmm. does become... Um, Captain America. Captain America. And I think it is around the time that... If you read comics, you remember Hydra Cap, and yes, um, well, that I mean, whole I didn't thing. Read that one, but yeah. I know of that. Yeah, if anybody knows about that, you know that they threw him in afterwards. Because even myself, I did not like Captain America after that. Um, I don't know why, and I and I know it was the Cosmic Cube and all that stuff. It's fine. So he's um, having his brainwash pretty much. Uh, kind of, but they threw him. It, no, it was a version. It was an evil version of Captain America. Like if he wasn't good, like. In a sense, if Hydra got a hold of him first before the U.S. government did. Mm, okay. That's kind of where they ran with that. And then later on, you find out that if I remember this correctly, they kind of have Cap, the good one, in the Cosmic Cube. There was um, a comic run with a town, I think, that Avengers did. I didn't read it, but there was a whole... I think Maria Hill was in there. And it was shortly before this. It, the town gets blown up, I think. I'm, you guys can feel uh, correct me on that. I Sounds like Civil War almost. No, it is you're close. It is almost Civil War, but it's I think because it's called Pleasantville ha- or something. Because that's one of the few, one of the like. Yes, the Stanford the Stanford incident or Stanford incident. That's probably my favorite Marvel comic. Yeah. My my other most recent one would be like the Red Goblin. I read that end of last year. Is Spider Man Red Goblin? 
You, you, the one shortly before they ended the series and rebooted it is that the? I'm not sure, but it's like yeah, it's I do no, remember it's this. Norman Osborn yep. gets Carnage and mm-hmm. he mixes it with the, with with the, the, his with the kid goblin. gets it eventually too. It's great. His grandkid. The grandkid gets yeah. it. Yeah, he becomes like um, a mini Venom, and that is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen on a panel. Yeah, but anyway, going forward, um, I think because we're going a bit on a tangent, but but that's fine because I like having you here with all this knowledge. Um, I think we need. Some and this could kind of lay into the whole Marvel problem that we have. I think people and and this is especially after Spider Man No Way Home. I think people are having way too high of expectations. I've kind of talked about this before. After No Way Home, now don't get me wrong, Spider Man No Way Home is and without a shadow of a doubt, it's my favorite movie in the MCU. It's my favorite superhero movie. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie. It damn right just might be my favorite movie ever because I am the biggest Spider-Man fan. I loved the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man films growing up. Spider-Man 3, even though I was a young kid, I still didn't like it as much, but I could still appreciate you know, him as Spider-Man. Uh, I, I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I think at this point, if you still say Andrew Garfield's a shit Spider-Man, then you're off your fucking ass because he was incredible in No Way Home. And I loved his first Spider-Man movie. I did not like his second Spider-Man movie, but that's not his fault. Each In every scene he was in, he did an amazing job. No pun intended. Like, like when... He like when Gwen shows up at the power plant and he's trying to uh, tell her to get like the acting. There's so much acting he's doing in this suit. You cannot see his face like and I'm I'm forgetting myself. But anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home, it set expectations really high, which kind of made people think like, oh, my God, we're going to get even crazier shit with Multiverse of Madness. Now, I think Marvel kind of teased us a bit. They didn't need to label it as Multiverse of Madness when really they only went to like one other universe Technically, they went to other universes, but they didn't travel and stay there for certain periods of time. Yeah, they did the whole sequence of popping through the different universes, and it was like four, I think. Maybe there was there was a whole bunch. Yeah, and it's just like you had the the mirror one, the glass one. But I can appreciate the whole thing of like what they're doing to set up Se- Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Yep, I can appreciate that because. As a wrestling fan, I appreciate long-term storytellings to a big build where everything comes to a big crescendo. Hence, you know, from like the first Iron Man building all the way to Endgame. 11 years of storytelling right then and there of all these characters to come together that we never thought would happen before. Um, I think that they were going on the right path with like when Shang-Chi came out. And I I personally, I thought Shang-Chi was very well done. One of the the better origin stories in the MCU. I, I do agree with that. That is one of the better movies. It's it's fantastic, and, and, I, and, and I, I went into it like I don't think I'm gonna like this, and then I watched it on Disney. Have you Plus. read Shang Chi comics before? I have read a few. Um, he is not one of my favorite ones. He's uh, not a guy I even knew. He's he has random books kind of every couple of years where they just kind of like bring him out, and mm-hmm. like they did this. And if you notice this, and if you read comics and you read and you watch the Marvel movies, what you'll know is they will kind of gear characters with books to whoever's in the next movie. Like, when the Loki show came out, they had a Loki book. Uh, when Spider-Man came, they kind of teased the multiverse and a couple of different... It's not Amazing Spider-Man, but there was a couple other books that mm-hmm. they kind of did that. They typically tease stuff like that with the characters, and they'll kind of, like, tailor it to the MCU, kind of. And, I know what you're talking about, yeah. because there's, like, a thing I was kind of with, like... I know we're kind of going tangents a bit, but, yeah. but, but this... I like this kind of stuff here in the yeah. pod. Um, like, there was a comic where, like, um, after What's-His-Name in the Incredible Hulk movie, Edward Norton's, yeah. like when the blood gets on his head, like there's a comic where like Black Widow comes to him, and I see this in a couple of YouTube videos, Black Widow comes to him and says, I can see the future and everything, and they take him out before they confiscate the blood. That's true. Um, and then there, you know, the whole thing, of like again, this ties into She-Hulk and Thunderbolts and all this. I'm thinking there could possibly be a resurgence of Hydra in the MCU. Yeah. Now, I th- now, yes, Hydra is gone, but... When you hear what Zola said, cut one head off, two more will take its place. Yep, they were around. There's, I still think there are a lot of Hydra people left. I think Val could easily be a Hydra sympathizer. And if I remember correctly, her character is based off of the character Madam Hydra in the comics, is she not? Similar. Similar to Similar. It. Some, has some aspects of it, yeah. But um, if I had to put money on that, it probably, yeah, I would do that. I, they were based off each other. It would make the most sense. And yeah. and I'll say, like, when I saw Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm like, what the fuck is, uh, oh, I can't remember her name, from, from uh, Seinfeld. 
I, I, I was thinking Sharon Carter, but she's not from Seinfeld. I almost guys. said Leanne. I was just like, uh, <laughs> Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, Elaine. Like, what the fuck is Elaine doing here? <laughs> uh, Elaine from Seinfeld? Guys? Yes, Elaine. What is she doing? The, what's she doing in the MCU? Okay, cool. <laughs> the MCU is bringing in Seinfeld, guys. It's great. Um, so, again, this is and this is the kind of shit we get on tangents, you and me. But you did have a point with this. I think Marvel does kind of have an issue, and it could be a few things. One could it be too much content? I know some friends of mine who are just like, I'm not going to watch everything going on with Marvel right now. Um, my, uh, If you remember my old buddy Ed, my best friend yep, from high school. I, I he, remember Ed. So he said to me, he's like, I don't know how what else they can do. He's like, I'm not a comic book reader, but really the only stuff I was interested in was seeing Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I'm not interested in seeing Shang-Chi. I'm not interested in... I'm, I'm not sure if I'm interested in seeing Thor Love and Thunder. Like... What would you say, Mike, what would you say is kind of Marvel's problem and what do you think is the solution that it needs to be to be fixed? Okay, so what I think Marvel's problem is, and I feel like the internet's going to come after me for this one, it is quantity over quality at this point. That is what I feel. I feel like Marvel is making, especially since they got TV shows now, like the Loki show, you know, we had Loki, we had WandaVision, and I feel like we are going in a direction to where we have a overpopulated schedule of movies and TV shows. Because if you look at Phase 5, there's way too much on there. It's and stacked. It is, it is beyond so stacked. stacked. And I feel like if we don't... And I don't work at Marvel, guys, so I can't even go into this. But I feel like um, if you're going to do quality no sorry quantity over quality i think the easiest way to do that is spread it out farther than over what like four years i think is what they're planning with this i could be wrong on this you know i mean the when does like the avengers movie like 2025 i, I think 2024 2025 so like next, like i mean hell three years yeah but three or four years taking, it's, it's... taking an extra year to kind of spread that out because i don't know what it is i feel like with phase four they took forever to go get stuff out like i felt like i was waiting so long for thor to come out i don't know if that's how anybody else felt but i felt like it was too like space not like spaced out but it was too far apart from each other because i remember watching shang chi and then we have thor that comes out like what like a year or two after i think i mean i can remember like yesterday when i went to go see shang chi it was like september of last year yeah. and then thor love and thunder came out not that long ago it came out almost a month ago a little little over a month ago yeah. at this point yeah. so I think that um, I have to agree with you. I feel like it does kind of feel like middle over quantity over quality, and some of that is showing. It um, is. It is kind of like I the first time I watched Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, I didn't know how to feel about it. I knew what I saw. I liked. There were elements in the movie that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Wanda at fully going Scarlet Witch, fully going bad guy, and I think there's way more to explore with her character. Um, I really enjoyed um, like like the the presence of the Illuminati, like Charles Xavier, and then seeing Captain Carter, and yep. then and then John Krasinski, Mister Fantastic. Just like that's the one thing I wanted from the movie. Like I don't care what else happens. Just give me John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic, and we got it. Yep. Um, you know, and then some people are just like, oh, they kind of they they sacrifice the Illuminati so make want to look good. I'm like, but it's kind of the same thing they did with Thanos with the Hulk in Infinity War. Yeah, he mops the floor with everybody in the first five minutes. Yes. So, and I think that's fine, but again, I think people are kind of just seeing it's too much of a oh, what have you done for me lately? Hmm. More than like oh, what's going to happen in the future? And I think that's something like someone like myself, I can see more of, and I can be more positive about it. But you do it. I think it is the product is slightly being hurt because look at Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I don't know if you saw. Did you watch Moon Knight? I did watch Moon Knight. Okay. I really like Moon Knight. Okay, so but for you, did the ending kind of fall flat for you? Did you think they could expand upon it a little bit more? Okay, we're going to open up that can of worms. Uh, yes, so if you read Moon Knight, like I do, because I love Jeff Lemire's run, and uh, it is the one that starts with the Asylum, and it is what they kind of based a couple episodes off in the show, and if you remember the show, uh, two of his personalities are locked into the Asylum with a gigantic hippo, mm-hmm. um, which still scars me to this day. I have no idea why. Maybe I have a fear <laughs> of hippos. I have no idea why. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, to see Jake Lockley at the end, and... 
he's like the one that I wanted to see the whole season. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, Mark and uh, Stephen. Stephen, thank you. I was blanking Which, on that Mr. one. Mr. Knight, my yeah, Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah, we have Stephen and we have them. And it's like, how do you, you know, you could have included everybody in there. And I like that they kind of like, oh, there's somebody behind the door in the asylum that it may have been his third personality. Mm. And I feel like maybe it would have ruined it. But I also feel like you can't wait till the last two minutes of your final, like your first season to go, oh, he has a third personality. Like, if you don't read Moon Knight, you don't know who that guy is. To me, that worked for me, but yeah. I, but I did do some research on Moon Knight. Yeah. I was watching videos on him to kind of get the character. I always felt the overall presence and how he looks was really, really cool. Yeah. And Moon Knight became one of my favorite Marvel Disney Plus shows. However, I really do think they could have expanded upon and had at least one, if not two more episodes. Oh, yeah. I don't see what... Because, because Marvel can kind of... And Disney... In general, with their properties, whether it be Marvel or Star Wars, yep. they can decide how many episodes we can get. Because WandaVision, we had nine. Falcon Winter Soldier, we had six. Loki, we had six. I believe for what if we probably had six as well. I'm not particularly sure. I don't really remember. Uh, I mean, She-Hulk, we're getting like 13 episodes. We're getting 13 episodes. For, or, are we getting 13? No, we're getting... Nine episodes. Nine episodes, Sorry. and they're 30 minutes apart. They're kind of like a sitcom thing is what they were kind of saying they were doing. Like a lawyer sitcom, kind of yeah. like Suits back in the day. Sorry. But then Daredevil's getting 18 episodes. So that's my thing. You're kind of in control of what you want to do with these characters and these shows. So I, if there was more footage with Moon Knight, I don't know why they didn't just have another episode. You could have done more because the thing that drove drove it for me wasn't necessarily the action. It was Oscar Isaac's performance as playing these both this, this oh, split personality characters, two different characters. He's fantastic, absolutely uh. amazing. But I think that does kind of lead the problem because Moon. I feel like Moon Knight suffered with it. I feel like What If kind of suffered. I feel like Multiverse of Madness did get hurt a little bit. Yeah. And with Thor Love and Thunder, a lot of people dislike it to the point where they think it's worse than Thor the Dark World. And I will die on the hill that no, Thor the Dark World is way worse. Yeah, no. Thor Thor 2 is like the black sheep of the MCU, and I will die on that hill like you said. Um, but I, I, oh, by the way, What If has nine episodes. I just looked it up. Nine? Okay. It has nine. So, so th- yeah, again, they can do... You, you have the room to do it. Yeah. It's just, don't do filler content, because a lot of shows, like, do that with Marvel, and I felt like... What if felt like what, filler to me? What if was mostly like, filler. Like, a lot of those episodes felt filler. Yeah, like, and as somebody, and, I, and I'm and i going to side note here, um, I disliked the Marvel Zombies episode. I did not like it, because I've read the really? original Marvel Zombies, and it is, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's like a 5. Uh, no, on a scale of 0 to 100, uh, it's maybe a 20, in my opinion, and... <laughs> I, I can't stand it because it's like you change so many aspects with the exception of T'Challa and I think maybe the him thing. With the, did he eat his leg in the show or did I, is that the comic run? But who, well, I don't uh, know the comic run, but who, his leg eaten? Uh, no. I mean, T'Challa got his leg eaten. Yeah, that's, cut off. There you go. It's and cut off. Vision's fed it to, to Wanda. Oh, they changed that. In the book, it was uh, Hank Pym. Oh, the Hank Pym. It was Hank Pym and Janet. Okay. She becomes a head in a jar eventually. It's pretty funny. Okay. You know, well, they, I mean, Hank Pym, when went to the quantum realm, yeah. he... Uh, see, they changed it then. He shrinked down and he bit Captain America oh, and the God. rest of the Avengers... I remember that, were, yeah. Were, were, I still were don't like that. zombies. But Black Panther was the one who got saved. Yeah. Um, I think, like, something like What If, I think it was like, you know, they did their best. To me, I think the one with, um, where where the Avengers get killed by Hank Pym. I think that one's way worse. I think that's the worst episode. But again, I think that um, it could all, you know, the other thing could be, and I was watching actually, well, listening to, uh, you know, the real rejects, those guys on YouTube. Yes. I've heard of them and cosmic wonder. Yeah, yeah, I, I know all these guys. Okay, so I watched a lot of their videos, and they yeah. did a compilation thing recently because those guys, along with Cosmic Culture, they got to go to the She-Hulk uh, premiere where they played the first four episodes. Yeah, a, a lot of influencers on social media have gone to those. So, uh, Warren Thompson, Cosmic Wonder, was in town. The Real Rejects live in California, so yep. they did a live stream. Yep. And one of the things they talked about was, does Marvel have a problem? And Cosmic Wonder kind of shares your, your point of... It's, it feels like more quantity over quality, but one of the guys, I think it was John, the, the long-haired guy with the beard, um, well, they both have beards, but yep. the long-haired guy without the glasses, I think he said that could possibly be a thing due to COVID because maybe they're trying to make up for lost time, 
But if you look at it, when they released like Phase Four and San Diego, San Diego Comic Con in 2019, yeah. it was still a pretty stacked phase. You know, yeah. like there was still a lot of stuff coming out, and they announced Disney Plus shows. Yeah, which for the most part I'm actually enjoying, and I think that we could have. And I'm not one of those people that'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's like, oh, you can't have too many Marvel movies because it ruins the whole thing. And I, I'm not like that. Um, just as somebody who's, like, loved from Iron Man to Endgame, and I love what they did with that. Like you said earlier, you know, you can't put too much. It, it becomes like a sandwich. You start putting stuff on top just for the sake of having it on your sandwich, and it becomes very bloated. Sure, it's like you'd, yeah. you you would love to have everything, everything everyone. you know. You'd love to have ham, turkey, pepperoni, yeah, pastrami, stuff, right? and roast beef, and all this stuff, on a, and, and then a whole bunch of cheeses. But, like, it can get too much. Yeah, perfect, you know? ex- perfect example is... Um, when they were releasing trailers for Multiverse of Madness, I kept seeing theories like, oh, this person's going to be in it. And then you have like the Illuminati, which means that we have this person and this one's going to be a cameo. And I think that people's expectations ruin this, like in a sense, it ruins what the show actually is. It's, I mean, it's Spider-Man No Way Home again. Like yeah. we got we, so, you, so many cameos because Spider-Man No Way Home is a better multiverse movie than, than Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange and yep. Multiverse of Madness Yep, because we got all these characters that we grew up loving from these films into this movie and we all, I mean I Vinny and I did a, did an episode with Andreas about about multiverse when the Super Bowl came out like that week and I think to this day it's still like our most downloaded episode we're a small podcast but we have like over 450 downloads on that one episode and we speculated to crazy stuff you know we talked about Toby Maguire Spider-Man could have come back because Sam Raimi directed it. We could yeah. like Loki could come into place here. We could see uh we could see a Ghost Rider. We could see Fantastic Four. We could see Chris Evans come back as a Human yeah. Torch. There's a lot of stuff, but I think that's maybe why they they decided to announce Secret Wars so soon. Yeah. Because I think maybe they realize people are starting to sour a bit on the product. Like we need something for them to look forward to. Yeah. But do you think a lot of people are probably already badly burned enough to the point where they're just like, oh, I'm not going to do it, or they're just going to come back? Whereas it's like, to me, I see it as like a WWE fan who loves WWE so much that they will keep coming back regardless, even though the product is shit. Well, it's getting better now on a side note. But I think that's kind of the situation we're in at the moment with Marvel. You know, they are. I think that we can. Can they fix it? I mean, oh, I think they absolutely can fix it. I, it's going to take time, but I think that like this is not a, like a quick fix, like slap no. a bandaid over it type this is, thing. This is going to take time, and yeah. I'm hoping that movies like like Black Panther: Wakanda Forever and with She-Hulk too, which I'm actually excited for, by the way, for uh, Black Panther. For Black Panther, oh, I'm I am excited. too. Like um, I got chills watching like, that trailer. I'm just like we're gonna ha- maybe have Shuri as like the Black Panther, mm-hmm. and I hope that they do it. I mean that Black Panther at the end of the sh- trailer is l- a very slender person, yeah, so it's, it's gotta it's be a woman. Her. It's definitely not Umbaku. Uh, <laughs> like, no, he, he is a as, <laughs> he is a big man. <laughs> like as much as I love Umbaku, I think he's great, but no. I, it's definitely not him. No, um, just, I, I feel like it's got to be Shuri at this yeah. point. I, did you do you remember reading all those like those rumors about how like oh my god she's anti-vax like Marvel might yes. kill her off and just like I'm like no yes, they're not gonna I, do I, that. I've read the ones that said that she was kicked off her contract at one point. No. Yeah, and I was like, this doesn't make sense because (laughs) with Chadwick Boseman dead, you know, passed away, you know, and he's been gone a long time. Almost two years. Yeah, she is legitimately the next one to take over. And if they did in the comics, they, they, I think they blip, they didn't blip him, but they took T'Challa out for a little bit and Shuri had her own book. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of the direction they're going. And if you get a chance, go actually read that. It's actually really good. I do. Um, like, I've just... Because the other thing is, like, the, the demand for her to be Black Panther is so high. And that's oh, like yeah. everybody kept saying that when he passed away. And, like, She's yes, nice. it was it was a little... A, a lot of people just, like, you know, it's sad Chadwick's gone, but it would be great for Shuri to take the reins of Black Panther. Because, like you said, storyline-wise, it makes sense. Yeah. She's the next in line for the throne. Yep. And if you're following any hierarchy of anything, like, you know anything to do with kings queens all that stuff in lines of succession she's next and i think that's great but 
Side note, can I just say how I watched the trailer and I love the scene um, where they show the mom like you took my family or something oh like that. Oh my god, that's where her I her acting. I is wanted so to cry. Fantastic. You ever have that feeling where like, like you like you want to like, cry but you can't, but you yeah, feel it inside you. you. That's what I. That's what I felt her, watching the trailer. Her emotion is so great in that one scene in the trailer, and that makes me want to go see that movie. And then cutting right to. T'Challa, the mural of T'Challa, yep. right there. It's like um, it's like heart is it shattering. An- it's 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 Angela Bassett, isn't it? Yes, I believe that's her name. Yeah, she's great. She's incredible, and that is the thing. Like my my friend Joe uh, and I talked about this a little while ago when we were going over the San Diego Comic Con stuff that they yep. announced. I feel like that can be the movie, the project that can put people's faith back in Marvel, yep. because yes, Thor: Love and Thunder was overly silly and very it, much a comedy if you went in with it like like here's the, the kind of thing you needed to be in with multiverse and thor love and thunder yeah. multiverse you kind of had to be like okay this is a stepping stone to what we can do in yes. the future it opens the door yes thor love and thunder is its own contained fun little adventure yeah. it gets serious with the villain but for the most part it yeah. is a comedy movie and you just kind of have to take it for what it is. Yeah. And that's fine with me. Not so much other people. But that's the beauty of it. We have different opinions. Yeah, th- that's the thing. And even when I watch a Marvel TV show, and I, I don't do this as much as I often do anymore, like the rumors and stuff, and like the things that I project onto the show, like, okay, I wish they would include this person. I don't do that no more. What I mm. do is I take the show for what it is. That's exactly what you should I, do. I, I will take the show for what it is. Because like, I did that with a bunch of DC shows. I did it with a bunch of Marvel shows. And I did it kind of with WandaVision where I was like, okay, it's not like it's an excellent show. But like, you know, maybe they could have done it like a little bit better. And like, it was fantastic. As, it's just like a tiny bit better, like 2% better. But then your expectations of like, because you say yeah. WandaVision, it's like, yeah. well, we got Evan Peters come in, do yeah. a cameo as, as Pietro. Which is the worst thing ever. Just going <laughs> to state that one. <laughs> I mean, we all—they all tease us for the multiverse, but then it really wasn't. I'm still—I'm still holding out hope that he could come back as Quicksilver in Secret Wars and actually be Quicksilver. But um, but going into that, I think let's kind of expect. And we've—oh my god—we are like over 40 minutes here with the podcast. See, I love doing podcasts like this where we kind of shoot the shit for so long, and it's—it's—it's fantastic. Um, go ahead. You had a point. What what uh, is it? No, you asked me this earlier. Um. What was it? You think? Um, hold on. You you did ask me this earlier. Um, okay, I'm drawing a blank here. Was I, it, was it like uh, I, the problem? Uh, the kind of the topic we're on right now was no, it like a it was, comic or um, no? But it'll come back to me. All right, I, I had it in my head, but you you know, like the the boat has left the harbor. Okay, but anyway, maybe the boat might come back. I hope be- so. <laughs> because um, let's kind of go into a little bit of Black Panther two for a second. Yeah. Kind of going back there. Um. I mentioned to you off mic, and I think not only is this going to, I think, really put people's faith back into the product, but I think it can help set up for what we want to do more. I think, and a lot of people are saying this, that we could potentially get a big after credit scene or post credit scene, whatever, in one of the post credit scenes. Yeah. We have a setup for Doctor Doom. I think it makes sense for someone like Doctor Doom to pin the Atlant the Atlanteans and the Wakandans against each other so he could try and swoop in and take some vibranium. Because one thing I think that Doctor about Doctor Doom is not said about enough is that he is so much more than what we have seen him in the movies. Yeah. There is so much great Doom stuff out there. Like Doom not only gained his powers, you know, with the whole I mean, you could probably explain it better than he, I can. He does it with magic at one point. Yes, um, he's a sorcerer at some point. Yeah, he is um, because of his mother. He uh, yes. he tries to rescue his mother from, I think, Mephisto at one point. And Doctor Strange goes to try and help him, Yeah, right? and then he screws him over. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then um, I, I think he does become... And then there's one part where... It, kind of secret wars. He becomes God at one point. God Emperor Doom. Yeah. I've talked about that God, before. I love God Emperor Doom. Um, just grabs everybody, just turns to the dust. It's fantastic. Because I, I, I'm sorry, do you have more to say? Or? No, I'm good. You can go. No, what it was is that I think because people speculate is like, well, Secret Wars is very Doom heavy. Doom yes. is very much the villain of that story arc. Mm. But we are seeing that Kang is kind of like that big bad that we're building towards yes. to eventually take down. Do you, I, I, I say that we could possibly get a Doctor Doom cameo in Black Panther 2, but do you think it's unlikely that we could that Doom could probably be a, be a bigger player in Secret Wars than we think he could be? Because I have to think he's going to be in Fantastic Four, but I think 
with I think Kang will eventually be defeated by the end of Secret Wars, kind of like you know a, an Infinity War Endgame situation kind with Thanos. A, yeah, kind of a Thanos thing. But I think like if as if we have like if Kang is taken down by the end of Secret Wars, yeah. But Doom is still lingering. I think that's the way you set up for like the next phase for uh for Marvel. Like Doom is the next big bad. Doom yeah. is a villain you can go with for a very Any... very long time. Yeah. Like. Hell, he could be somebody that you don't have to kill him, but you can take him down and at some point finds a way to escape or, or whatever. Kind of like how Loki was in the early stages of the MCU yeah. before he kind of became like an anti-hero into a villain, uh, into a hero rather. Yep. I think there's a lot you can do with Doom in that regard. Yep, and I and I would love to see Doctor Doom. Um, are they doing a Fantastic Four show or movie? It's a movie. Like Fantastic, it's a movie, right? Fantastic okay. Four is kicking off Phase Five. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were doing it or not, and that's kind of what I was looking up like a couple seconds ago. But I feel like if you're if you're gonna do that, you can't have a Fantastic Four movie without Doom. I mean, you can do it with Kang the Conqueror. That's fine. But you ask anybody who messes with the Fantastic Four that much, it's Doom. And then Doom is also such a big crossover villain of, of you can throw Marvel him, comics as you well. Can, yeah, you can throw him anywhere and it works. Because he's fighting everybody at any point. everywhere. Yeah. Doom has fought everybody you can think of. We can bring in Latveria. And then we can do that whole thing. And the Doom bots. And like, I have a, I mean, I have a theory, and I've had it for a little while now. And I I feel like I said it last week. But I'll, but I'll, but I'll bring it up again. Kevin Foggy said that the Fantastic Four movie is not going to be an origin story. Oh, thank God. And I think <laughs> that... Um, Here's my theory, and you can kind of bounce off of it. I think the Fantastic Four have been trapped in the quantum realm this whole time. Ooh. My my reasoning for that is, uh, you look at Scott Lang, yep. uh, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. in, in Endgame. Yep, he five years. Stuck five in years, but for his time, it was five hours. Pretty much. Now, think about being stuck in the quantum realm for a few days. If you're stuck in the quantum realm for five days, you're stuck in there for five decades. Pretty much. So there was even a nod in Multiverse of Madness when, uh, you know, he's a smartest man alive, Reed Richards, and Doctor Strange like, Reed, Fantastic Four. Didn't you guys chart in the 60s? So think about it. <laughs> 70s, 80s, 90s, yep. 2000s, 2010s, five days, or sorry, maybe six six days, almost yep. a whole week. Yep. Six decades into the MCU, because I believe we're in the mid-2020s in the MCU due to the endgame time uh, jump. Because it's like 2023 or 2024. Yeah, I would say between 2023 and 2025. It's, it's like that kind of time frame. Yeah. So, and I think at that point they would be in like 2025. Just about with the new movies, yeah. So I think that is where it is. And I think maybe Reed Richards was pro- like, we. you know how smart Tony Stark was. Yep. Reed Richards was probably, again, smartest man alive, knew more yeah. about this kind of stuff. Yep. I think Tony Stark was able to develop time travel because Reed Richards was already looking into it. Yep. He already had something to do with it. That's an excellent point. And I think maybe Reed Richards was giving Howard Stark a run for his money. And then suddenly, boom, he was gone. How yep. they got to the quantum realm, I'm sure that movie will explain it. Yep. But I'm sure, you know, that's where the Fantastic Four have been. That's where Doom has been. There, Some people think that that little city that you see briefly in Ant-Man and the Wasp could yep. be, one, Latveria, or it could be uh, Kang's, Kang's city, like uh, where the Citadel of Kang's, the Council of Kang's all sit. Yeah, it reminds me of the Council of Rick's. <laughs> there's actually a shirt I gotta show it to you later but there's like a shirt from, the, from New Rockstars it's the Illuminati and it's literally it's the characters of Illuminati and every single one of them is a rich Rick Sanchez variant oh that's fantastic it's fucking hilarious that's great you see um, you see Charles Xavier po- uh, Rick pointing his hand in the air yeah. he's going like actually his hand on his hand on one on his <laughs> one hand on his head the other like trying to do mind control shit and he's going <laughs> he's burping it's fucking hilarious oh that is great yeah so that's my theory. What what, what do you I, think? I, I think it's a very good theory. I think that that would actually work because... It would explain where the hell they've been this whole time. Yeah, because like, there was talk recently if they were going to bring mutants into the MCU. And did they do that at the end of Miss Marvel? Did they kind of hint at that? Or did she say that she was like the first mutant? Or did I I mean, I, I will say it. They they did. If you haven't seen Miss Marvel... No, which, I, I don't care about it. It's fine. You can spoil it. I highly recommend you watch it. Though. Okay. I'm not... Listen, listen. Yeah. Just real quickly. I will get to that thing in a second. But yeah. I was somebody who... I'm like, I don't care for this. I'll watch it because I'll cover it on the podcast, which yeah. me and Vinny ended up not doing because the only insight we had was literally like, yeah, Miss Marvel was good. Yeah, it's going really well. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's all good. And then we stopped because that's the only only insight we could give. 
Um, Miss Marvel is one of the better written start to finish Marvel Disney Plus shows. All right, I will give it a shot. Then. Give it a shot. I'll give I, it a shot. I, I think if you since all the episodes are out, yeah. you can binge it. I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. Yep. So, but yes, at the end of the episode, she's with her friends and her friend Bruno, who's kind of been like studying her. Yeah, he's um, a, he's based off somebody in the books, but yeah, he saw that he's like there was a bangle that her grandmother gave her. Yeah, she has like the. Kind of like it's supposed to be the Nega bands. It's that's supposed to be based yeah, off of because like, she has like Mister Fantastic's powers in the comic as an Inhuman. Yeah, and but they didn't go that route. Yeah, they kind of changed it a bit. Yeah, literally when they said like there's something up with you, like because she he studied her brother's DNA. It's like yeah. something's up with your you're, DNA, almost you're, like you're not normal. A, a, mu- <laughs> a mutation, and then you hear the X Men '97. Literally, cool. I was oh. like, I was like, oh my god, it's so cool. So she's the, the first think, mutant of the MCU. Yeah, yes. and I think if we can with that now established. I think we can kind of go to like your theory and like it would make sense that like maybe everybody's hidden in the quantum realm. You don't know. I don't know how the X-Men would be hidden in the quantum realm. I don't know. It's just it, a works. it works for the Fantastic Four because again, Reed Richards trying to going into time oh, travel and all that. Yeah, he blows up like the Fantastic Four Baxter building like every other issue. It's great. <laughs> um, I, they, I recently, still think... they recently blew it up, guys. Um, I think it's the rain arc, I think. I still think that maybe there's something that triggers something in somebody where like because for Kamala, like, you know, something always inside of you. Yeah, that works. The bangle triggered her mutation. Yep. I think Wanda is still a mutant because I think the Mind Stone triggered her, her mutation. Yep. Yes, I think it really helped her tap into her was powers. It, it was Civil War that established that, right? Or was it... Um, it was WandaVision. It was WandaVision. I mean, to me, I, I, from what I understood, it was WandaVision. Like, they show... It might be WandaVision. Like, the second to last episode, they go into Wanda's backstory, which is my personal favorite oh, story. Oh, the Sokovia, the Sokovia episodes. Yeah, I like that Yeah, one. when they go... Like, she's with Agatha, and Agatha goes through her past. They show her, like... Her thing with the Mind Stone, and then she sees a vision of herself yeah. as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I, I'm also excited for Agatha. I, I'm one of those people. I just her her actress was fantastic. Oh, dude, I love. And she's got the Catherine Agatha. Hong. Yeah, Catherine she, Hong is so good. Oh, she's so she's such a great actress. We have the um, the Agatha show coming out, and I'm really excited for that. Like, I want to I want to see more of Agatha, but I don't know where they're gonna go with that. But I feel yeah. like that's a good way to possibly bring back Wanda. I, I would, because if you've watched Multiverse of Madness, if you think that Wanda was taken out that easily, you are wrong. And if you've read House of M, which is the greatest, I think one of the best Wanda arcs, because she literally is so powerful with three words, wipes out 99% of the mutants, mm-hmm. and goes, yep, no more mutants, sorry guys, and wipes them out. That had effects in the comic industry for years. Like, the, until, like, last year or the year before, the mutants never recovered. Really? Like, that is how powerful Wanda is. And to We see thought her, we were going to kind of get, like, our no more mutants in Multiverse I, of Madness. I thought but, so, too. But maybe, but like, like, a, a reverse mm. of, like, let there be mutants, Yeah, you know? here, here. Mutants everywhere. Because I, I still feel like... It's like Oprah. You gotta there has to be something that triggers... Because... You can't just pop them in and be like, "Here, it's like the Pillsbury Doughboy out of the oven." Like, here's more mutants. I feel like the. I feel like maybe, and, and we haven't really talked about Agatha Coven of Chaos, as it's now called, which is fantastic. I good title. I kind of like it better than House of Hardness. House of Hardness was a little bit too on the nose. This <laughs> that's, this that's, this kind, that's a dumb title. This intrigues me more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there does have to be some kind of event. Yeah. That would trigger a mutation with uh, people's mutant x gene inside of them yep. to eventually happen you know like we said like wanda it was her thing with the mind stone kamala yep. it's the bangle um something has to happen yeah and, there's always an, a thing that can trigger it which i think would be fantastic if they went that route and i think wanda being the one to trigger it could oh. still easily happen yeah because she's not dead <laughs> i'm just gonna state that one well where do you think she is because there's some theories out there she, but what, what what's your it, what's your thought process i feel like she either what is it got the hell out of dodge was one of my explanations but mm-hmm. i feel like if i had to pick a particular place that she went to i don't have one i just feel like as somebody who's wiped out the illuminati by making them all spaghetti at one mm-hmm. point you know like with not even her full wanda it was like a ulti she was like um, dream walking into dream her walking another yeah a dream yeah. walking another wanda and she's that powerful you're not gonna kill her that easy I think, well, it could be a thing of like, well, the only person who can stop Scarlet Witch is Scarlet Witch. Yeah. But, yeah. I think Wanda could be trapped in uh, whatever the hell version of the MCU is, where Uh, Mephisto is. Mephisto's realm, yeah. Mephisto. I think she's trapped there. Does it have a name? 
I actually don't know that. It could just be Mephisto's I, I, realm. Dave Vincent did a lot as like his realm, and that's kind of it. I think it probably is what it is. Yeah, they, they do. But it. I feel like that's where she is. I feel like she's trapped there, and Mephisto might be trying to. Yeah. You know, I think that's some. I think like Mephisto is definitely a thing that can be teased in Agatha, oh, yeah. the Coven of Chaos. We could, but I think that's probably something where you know, something I don't know because something has to happen. I feel like maybe Ag, and this is kind of all my head right now. Maybe Agatha could be trying to get Wanda. Maybe she's trying to pull her out of Mephisto's realm Possibly. or wherever the hell she's being trapped. Yeah, if that is the case, may and then maybe in the Kang Dynasty. Oh yeah, because this, because this, and, and Loki, Loki set that whole thing up. And there's a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but there's a few titles in between, yeah. uh, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Yep. I feel like when the Avengers are at their lowest point and Kang has defeated them, I feel like oh. Wanda could come in, and she could just, Mop but the like floor kind, of, kind of like when <laughs> she, kind of like when she just exploded her emotions yeah <laughs> and made the westview hex yeah i made a town could, not knowing what i was doing but yes I imagine took over. what she could do when she does know what she's doing oh and she's and got then, all the darkhold knowledge imagine she says imagine she just says let there be mutants oh that'd and be then great. that's like the scene we get of like the post-credit scene of king the kang dynasty yep we get an x-men movie yep and then they the x-men are in Secret Wars. That would be cool. Because I feel like it would be a huge missed opportunity if we don't get some kind of X-Men film yeah. or something before Secret Wars. You need to have something. And I don't think the 97 show is going to cut it. But no. um, I will say this. If you want to get prepared for when Secret Wars comes out, go read the 2015 issues. That's what I'm going to do. It's got the trade paperbacks. Go read it. It's fantastic. It's on Amazon. Yeah, you can get it for probably like for 20 bucks a paperback or something like that. Maybe 15, 16 bucks. Twenty-five actually on Amazon. Oh wow, they jumped up the price. Everything's jumped up in price. Well, these listen, days. listen, Mike has bought all the issues separately, so they were like <laughs> four bucks. So I shouldn't even be talking. Well, I mean, um, I that, I was looking at that on Amazon the other day. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I've been meaning to get this and read yeah, this, it's, but it's really good. And, and if mean, anybody wants to read into that, go ahead. It's great. Um, but there's it's kind of Game of Thronesy. There is so yeah. much they can play off of, though. You know, like that's again, because 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 from what I understand, Doom's a, a important part of it. So yep. is Mister Fantastic, Doctor, all, Doctor Strange. They're all in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that has to happen at some point. Yeah. But kind of, I want to get your point of this. And this is something we've kind of been talking about for a little bit. One, do you think that if they kind of bring back some of these like Fox X-Men characters or bring back some old characters, do you think that might maybe hurt the product in a way? Even if they only do ever do it once? Uh, let me. Uh, I I think it could do more damage than good in a sense because it's kind of like overpopulation. You yeah, know? like you're overpopulating the MCU, and like I like I I get it. We we've killed a lot of people in you know from Endgame till now, and like mm-hmm. if you look, a lot of the original Avengers are dead. And it's like, you know, should we replace them? Mm, I don't think so. You know, but I think if you take it slowly and then kind of introduce everybody, not shove it in everybody's face at once, I think it can work. If you do it like an explosion and, oh, here's everybody, it doesn't work. No, and I feel like they will be able to work into that. I also have said, like, I think it can work because I I don't see how they don't bring in some of these characters from the Fox X-Men universe into Secret Wars. I don't see how they don't do that. Because they have the rights to all this stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I really don't. Because this can happen once and then never again. And then whatever variants of each character can be like, all right, we have developed. Like, let's say like the Mr. Fantastic of the MCU yeah. and Doctor Strange. And then the Doctor Strange of the other. Well, actually, if it's going to be the 838 universe, they're going to be fighting. Maybe because yeah. Doctor Strange and Mr. Fantastic were both dead. But whatever the case may be, maybe a Doctor Strange variant, maybe a Charles Xavier, who else or whoever. Maybe they could come to terms and be like, all right, maybe like the Supreme Superior Iron Man, possibly played by Tom Cruise. Who the hell knows? Uh, they could develop some oh, kind yeah. of some kind of the. I'm already seeing. I don't think we have time to get into that. <laughs> no, um, no, we're not. I I feel like they could develop something <laughs> oh God, to be like, well, this is how we can prevent incursions from happening again. Yeah. So this doesn't have to happen, and then we can just 
go off from there and into let it secret at, wars. into secret after post secret wars yeah. maybe building with more stuff with Doctor Doom yeah. maybe building more stuff maybe building towards a Mephisto or Galactus yeah. whoever the case may be with a big bad but anyway uh, I think we can kind of wrap things up here we kind of we kind of hit all the na- all the all the we got check all our- boxes that we wanted to and yep. a little bit extra we got my points yeah. Yeah, all my points. Um, um, we will not be going into Superior Iron Man and why Mike just doesn't like that book. Um, I was just, well, I was just saying, like, because yeah, no. the fan oh casting God, was it, like it, Tom Cruise as Superior oh Iron Man. Oh, God, no. Just no. Well, th- because that's the keep meta, that's the, the meta funny thing. It's like he almost became Iron Man. Just, just like there were rumors about how John Krasinski not only could have played Mr. Fantastic, but Captain America. Oh, my God, no, we can't. Oh. Well, he almost came, got. I know. Captain America. I know, and I think a, a lot of those meta jokes are going to be in Secret Wars. That'll be you great. know, because yeah. I because I honestly feel like for whatever reason, if they don't get John Krasinski as the main MCU's Mister Fantastic, which I think they will, yeah, um, uh, they could easily do that for Secret Wars. True, we could they could do that, and I would like it. Personally, I would just uh, what I would want to see for Secret Wars is I would want to see uh, I would want to see like Bucky Barnes Captain America. If we're not going to bring back Captain, uh, can I just one quick thing? I sure. would, I would have preferred, um, and everybody can fight me on this. I would have preferred in Winter Soldier, and uh, not Winter Soldier. Um, is it, is it Falcon in the Winter Soldier? The show, the show. Is yes, that, yes, yes. I would have preferred if Steve, um, if Steve would have gave the shield to Bucky. I, I, I don't think the way that they and it just gonna come up. Not we're not gonna go down that route, but I feel like Sam did not do enough to deserve it, and I feel like Bucky did more. I don't know. That's just the way that, that I feel I, with that's, that. That's valid, but I feel like Bucky probably like, like Steve. People. Like I think I think if we're if there was a conversation that was happened between Steve and Bucky, which I think there was, yeah, Bucky probably even said Sam's the one who should be the one. Like yeah, maybe maybe but... he even said it. Because maybe there's he was still because he was still had a lot of work to do inside his own head yeah. to get out of the whole Winter Soldier thing. That is true. Um, but this is I, coming from a comic book guy, guys, so you true. have to understand that. And uh, and yeah, the Bucky <laughs> Bucky Barnes was a huge part of the cap of of, uh, of the comics as Captain America yeah. post like you know Steve Rogers' death in Civil War post two thousand six. Yes. So I will actually actually there is one more thing I wanted to ask, and I think we kind of cap it off here with the whole Secret Wars King Dynasty thing. Yep. I asked, uh, I think, believe, like I asked, I've asked a few people this, but I feel like, you know, Secret Wars was a very heavy Doom, Strange, and Mr. Fantastic story, from what I understand, Mm -hmm. as someone who hasn't read the comic. But who do you think they could probably do that with with the movie? Because think of this in this tense where Infinity War, Endgame, even from the beginning of Avengers, our two most centered characters were Steve Rogers, Captain America, Mm -hmm. and Iron Man. Yeah. And those stories wrapped up by the end of Endgame. Yes. Tony Stark sacrificed himself with the snap. Yep. You know, laying down the line, which Steve Rogers said he never would do. Yep. And then, you know, Steve Rogers finally did something for himself, which he never does. Mm-hmm. In that sense, who do you think those two heroes would be for Secret Wars, taking the place of the Cap and Iron Man uh, variety? Me, personally, I think it would be like Doctor Strange... And may been. and maybe like Sam Wilson, Captain America. I, I think those are probably the two best choices. Because I we feel could. like Reed Richards would be too soon. Because it, it, Secret Wars is all about Reed Richards trying to like fix it. I think if I remember correctly, and I think that if you kind of take him out and you don't put him back in, it has to be Sam Wilson and uh, Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange has been featured a lot since his original movie, mm-hmm. and they kind of been like doing his whole thing. So I think they are the two best ones to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to find anybody else, but, you know, I, I think given the cast that we have and all the characters that are currently in the MCU, you know, because, like, Hawkeye's not doing anything anyway, because he's just doing his thing. No, he's just staying home. <laughs> he's he's in New York he's with the being, dog. He's being a dad. He's being a dad. It's fine. Um, but I think that is, like, the best thing they can possibly do is just get both of them and kind of don't mess it up because there's a lot of people who like the comic who want to see this come to life. And I think we'll yeah. be pleasantly entertained. And yeah. on that note... Discord's going crazy, so I need to wrap this thing up. Gotta love anyway, uh, Mike, thanks so much for coming on here, pal. It was uh, it was great to finally have you on here. You're welcome back anytime. Okay. Uh, is there anything you want people to find you, or do you want just people to leave you the fuck alone? It's probably one of those weeks where they can leave me the hell alone, but um, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll put me on the podcast. I'll give you my Twitter handles and stuff like that. You can put me on there. 
Sure. If you want to tag me and stuff, then you can come find me because it's easier to get a hold of me through Twitter than anything else. But I mean, I'm going to tag you on Instagram and Twitter. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah. You can just, you know, if you want to bug me about the podcast, I'll be glad to explain most of my points in very long, detailed format. <laughs> All right. Um, and if you've known me for, like CJ has known me for a very, very long time, over 10 years, you, yep. you, you'll get your answer. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks so much, Mike, for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. If you guys like what you heard, if you made it all the way to this point, uh, I commend you if you're a new listener. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. If you want to follow us here in the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, it is Fan Speculation underscore pod on Instagram and Fan Speculation, that is all one word, no spaces, on Twitter. Uh, if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can leave a five-star review and listen to us, whether it's Google Play or Stitcher or wherever your favorite podcast is. Uh, let us know. Uh, follow us. Give us the whole good details there. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. So for CJ Palmasano, my good buddy Mike Kovic, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Kang Gang Bang!